be seated. Text verse for today. Uh, Brother Wright, go back there in the vestibule and whoever's back there, get them in the service up for me. Right. The righteous, look this way. Everybody look this way. He'll take care of that. Text verse this one. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Planting trees in the house of God. The theme of chapter of Psalms 92 is the sovereign rule of God. If you had one key verse, it would be Psalms 92, verse number 8. But thou, Lord, art most high forevermore. I love the fact that a God rules supremely and always will. And we can be, hallelujah, the people God wants us to be. Psalms describes the characteristics of believers who trust totally in the sovereign God. In verses 1 through 5, he tells us about a worshiping people. This is what he said. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. Hey, by the way, it's still a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. And sing praise unto thy name, O Most High, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. Upon an instrument of ten strings, upon the psaltery, upon the harp of the solemn sound. For thou, Lord, hast made, hast made me glad through thy work. I will triumph in the works of thy hands. O oh Lord, how great are thy works, and thy thoughts are very deep. Boy, here's a, here's a worshiping people. Psalms 92, through, 1 through 5. There's an overcoming people in verses 6 through 11. Listen to what he said. A brutish man knoweth not, neither doth a fool understand this. When a wicked spring is a grass, when all the workers of iniquity flourish, it is that they shall be destroyed forever. For thou, Lord, art most high forevermore. For lo, thine enemies, O Lord, for lo, thine enemies shall perish, and all the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. But don't miss this, but my horn shalt thou anoint... Uh, but, but my horn shalt thou exalt like the horn of a unicorn, and I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Mine eye also shall see my desire on mine enemies, and mine ears shall hear my desire of the wicked that rise up against me. And then we come to verses 12 through 15. We see a productive people. And the Lord likens us to two trees, if you will, specifically mentioned in this passage. Now, all through the Bible, God did this kind of stuff. He would liken us. He would use things to illustrate His point. Uh, one, uh, one of my favorite preachers, someone may mention, said, well, you know, I don't care much for me to tell stories all the time. I'm telling you, Jesus was a great storyteller. Amen? He, he would use illustrations. He called them parables. But we find here in this passage a productive people we see God likens him to two specific trees. First of all, he said, we ought to flourish like the palm tree. Notice what he said, the righteous shall flourish like 
the palm tree. Again, all through the Bible, God uses pictures, word pictures, if you will. Talking about the eagle, a symbol of strength and courage. It talks about the mule being stubborn and rebellious. Talks about the sheep as being that quiet, submissive animal that's got to have a shepherd to lead them. But then God uses not only word picture, but He used symbols. Fire, for instance, in the Bible is a symbol, if you will, of power, the anointing of God. But we find here He uses the symbol of a palm tree. And a palm tree is, is in a class all by itself. It's, it's literally, and this is surprised me, it's in the family of the lily. Thought that was interesting. Being he's a lily of the valley. But the palm tree has a specific code of behavior different than the other tree. Oh, don't miss this. I love this. It grows by seed only. It is one of the rare trees that cannot be grafted in. You know how they would take a tree and they would they would cut a limb and graft a tree in and wrap it up and all that's good stuff? Can I just say this? The palm tree grows only by seed only. As a matter of fact, there is just one way that a palm tree can grow. That's by seed. Everybody look this way. There ain't one way we're going to heaven. Amen. That's by Jesus and Jesus alone. And apart from the blood of Jesus, you're not going. You say, but you don't understand. I'm a good person. Good people don't go to heaven. Say, blood-washed people go to heaven. There's going to be a lot of good people in hell. I'm a church member. Church membership doesn't get you to heaven. Church membership ain't going to get you there. If the blood of Jesus has not been applied to your heart and life, I'm honest with you, you're not going. One way, the only way a palm tree could be, could grow, was the seed had to be planted. Well, that's what we're doing this morning. We're sowing the seed of the Word of God. We're hunting for some good ground. Amen. We're hunting for that ground that's, that, that's, that they'll take the seed. Now, there's a lot of ground in, in a church service like this. There's some, there's some hard ground, the wayside ground, that's being packed down in, in the heart's hard. Before the service is out, the devil will steal that Word of God away because you've got to understand something. The devil don't love you. He wants to doom your soul to hell. He'll steal that Word away. He'll steal away quickly. Then there'll be some that they're so caught up in the world and, and, and the affairs of this world, the seed of the Word of God will get choked out before the week's done. It won't find a place. Hallelujah, once in a while, there's some seed, find some good ground. And in that good ground, in that good ground, God grows and begins. And the palm tree has, grows only from a seed. Something else... It's always green and bears fruit that is sweet. I like that. One of the most interesting things about a palm tree is this, that the wind can never blow it over. 
Even blowing to the ground. And the wind can, 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 can howl against it. And it can blow it plumb over to the ground. But it won't blow it away. It'll pop right back up. Well, I find this so many times. Those that are truly saved, boy, the winds of this old world hit them hard. Some of you this week, I, I, I was speaking to one dear lady this morning, boy, they've had a horrendous week in the family. And some of you have had a hard week. But if you're a palm tree, hallelujah, the wind can blow, but blow you away. Amen. We find not only this, but in the midst of it, the fruit stays sweet. I'll be honest with you, you don't have to become a grouch. You don't have to be cantankerous and ill as the devil. You don't have to be, you don't have to be, you don't have to go around, uh, uh, like you like with your chin in your shorts, you lost your best friend. We, we, we stay sweet. I refuse to believe as I get older that I gotta get more honorary. Now I might be, amen. You need to ask Darlene that. But I wanna stay sweet in my old age. As I go into this, I want to stay sweet. The fruit stays sweet constantly. Not only that, not only that. May I just say this. The palm tree can endure the blast of a hurricane. In other words, a storm can never defeat a palm tree. Now, it damage it, but it can't defeat it. One of the most interesting things is if it is damaged by the storm, don't I love this? If it's damaged by the storm, the apples still keep growing. Sometimes they grow as high as 50 to 100 feet high. And, and, and yet it can be damaged and the storm can, can hit it leaks. And I mean, just hurricanes can hit it. And yet, whenever the storm's over, he'll just keep on going in the very top of it. As a matter of fact, it grows from within. And don't miss this. It takes a long time to mature a palm tree. As a matter of fact, it takes about 30 years to mature a palm tree. You don't mature palm trees overnight. And don't miss this. We don't grow Christians overnight either. It takes some a long many years to to mature. As a matter of fact, I don't know if we totally ever, Paul said, I'm not apprehended. In other words, I've not arrived. As a matter of fact, if you have arrived, and you believe I've arrived, and I can't be taught nothing, I can't be, I can't learn nothing, I know it all, I'm telling you, you're already done. You're already done. Palm tree, his roots go down over a hundred feet. And don't miss this. It thrives. It thrives in adversity. The palm tree thrives in adversity. It produces where there's very little rain. I wonder what happens when you get a little dry on God. Are you still productive? Do you worship anyway? Do you pray anyway? Do you believe anyway? When your heart is cold and it's dry in your heart and in your spirit, 
I don't know why this morning. Let's just stop just a minute. I want everybody to look at me. There is so much movement and so much going on all through the church this morning. Let, let me just stop right here. Love you with all my heart. I'm not calling at you. I think the devil's doing his dead level best to steal this message this morning. So I want everybody to look at me. Look at everybody, everybody look at straight. I want your attention. Look up this way. Don't, don't be playing with the babies. Play with them after service. Let's do all this kind of stuff. Let, let's, everybody look this way. I think the devil's doing his dead level best to steal this way. He don't want palm trees growing at the house of God. He's not wanting palm trees to grow in. And not, not every service, but some services, it just seems like, boy, the devil's just doing his dead level best to steal it away. And this morning, it seemed like he's doing his dead level best to steal this service away. So I'm going to stop right now, and I'm just going to pray. I'm just going to believe God to, 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 to help us get our attention. Heavenly Father, right now, Lord, I, I know God what you want me to preach. God, you settled up late last night. But God, it seemed like there's such a battle for that this morning. It seemed like there's such a battle for it. And so, Holy Ghost to God, I, I know the devil don't want palm tree Christians. I, I know he wants to doom that young man to hell, that young lady to hell. I know he does. Jesus, you love them. And you want to save them. But more than that, you want us. You want us to be palm tree Christians. So Holy Ghost, God, right now, would you, would you help us to get our attention? And, and, and not only the kids, but it seems like the adults are just, just, we're, we're just seem like we're focused. Some brought the face to church. They're, they're just so uninterested and unfocused. God, wake us this morning, would you please? And we, we, we get our attention. You got something for us. May we not miss it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let me have your attention now. The palm tree, the palm tree. When you can do that. When you can, the palm tree stands. Its greatest growth is in the midst of a storm and adversity. Adversity never destroys, it lives there. And because of that, as a Christian, can you still worship there? Can you preach there, preacher? Can you believe there? Can you be faithful there? Can you pray there? Because when you can pray there, then you can ask for a longer life like Hezekiah. You can ask for help like David. You can ask for a light like Bartimaeus. You can ask for rain like Elijah. You can ask like for a son like Hannah. You can ask for grace like Paul did. And I like this. Prayer's not limited to geography. When you're in a well belly inn like Jonah, God will hear you. When you're on a house stop like Peter, he'll hear you. When you're in bed like Hezekiah, and God has sent word to set your house in order, you're dying, man. God can hear you. When you're on a mountain like Jesus, when you're in a wilderness like Hagar, with no water, when you're on a street like Jairus, when you're in a cave like David, when you're on a cross like a dying thief, God can hear you. You can pray different ways. 
Boy, some people believe, you know, you got to have a certain posture. But notice, Peter didn't have a posture when he got out of the boat and started to sink. Lord, save me! As it. Had he went, now, now dear Lord, holy God, had he done it, he would have sunk and drowned. And be short like Peter. And be short like the publican in Luke 18. God be merciful to me, a sinner. He can be like long, like Moses when he consecrated the tabernacle. He can be long like Solomon when he dedicated the temple. He can be silent like Hannah. And the priest said, Honey, what are you doing here drunk? She said, I'm not drunk. She said, I'm just trying to find God. He can be in secret like Nehemiah. He can be allowed like the Syrophoenician woman. He can be in tears like Mary Magdalene. He can be in groans or songs like David. You can pray any time. In the morning like David, at noon like Daniel. Midnight like Paul and Silas. In childhood like Samuel. In youth like Timothy. In adulthood like the centurion. Aged years like Simon. And, and you need to pray in sickness like Job. Hey, you need to pray in death like Jacob. And it was all heard by the hearer of prayers. Prayer give you strength to climb the mountain. Prayer make you joyful in the hours. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. Palm trees are a peculiar tree. The Bible says we're a peculiar people. We stand, the palm tree stands apart from all the other trees in the world. Not the tree just like it. We as Christians ought to stand apart. We're peculiar. I love this. The fruit of the palm tree grows in the very top. As close to heaven as it can get, but as far from the earth as it can get. Grows in the very top. Oh, I love this. Oh, I love this. There's no part of the fruit that's not edible. No part. Palm tree can mature. In any condition. Oh, this, this, this one blessed my, this helped me so. I plant trees at the house of God. The palm tree is soft on the inside, but hard and tough on the outside. Are you listening? If you're going to be a palm tree Christian, God wants you to have that compassion on the inside. God wants you to realize we're going into a world. You better have something on the outside. You better have a pretty thick skin. If you carry your feelings right on your shoulders, somebody's going to knock them off. Palm tree, soft on the inside, but tough and resilient on the outside. As the palm tree gets older, it simply gets better and more and more mature. Palm tree takes a long time in maturing, but it's interesting to understand that a palm tree that matures quickly dies faster. What? Palm tree that matures very fast dies very quickly. But those that mature slowly live on and on and on. The more adversary comes to the palm tree, the deeper its roots go. Doing more adversity, the same meets, 
the closer to God we ought to become. Listen to me. I can't avoid, I can't, I can't stop adversity from coming to your life and say, what adversity? Trouble, problems, issues, whatever you want to call them. I can't stop them. But let me say this, they ought not stop you. When those things come, that'll be, it'll be a natural thing to run our roots deeper and get a hold of God more. We find it. They'll even, con- they'll even continue to bear fruit even when there's no rain. Daniel prayed the first day, no answer. Second day, no answer. Third day, no answer. Fourth day, on up to 21 days later, the answer came. I love this, but he didn't stop praying. Job had no answer in his life, but he trusted God anyhow. David's running from Saul and Abel, and yet he still bare fruit of righteousness. Abraham looked for a city, not Jericho, hallelujah, but a city whose builder and maker was God. The old song we sing, I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the waters. It shall not be moved. God says plant trees in the house of God. That's what we want to do is we move forward in faith. We want to plant trees in the house of God. First tree we want to plant some, some palm trees. Second tree we want to find it will be like the cedar tree. Particularly the cedars of Lebanon. Cedars were the divine favorites of kings. King Hiram, he was a, over the nation of Tyre. And when they, Solomon decided, God allowed him to build the temple of God. He went to him and said, I want the cedars of Lebanon. The cedars are different from the palm trees. Cedars you could see. You see, even when the storms come, how they'll, how they'll lay over for a while, but they'll pop right back up. Then, but these cedars was them huge, strong, steady, underpinning, framing that went into the great temple of God. Cedars were not seen by the eyes of those that come into the temple, but they were there. A couple of weeks, we're going to start on on our building in this auditorium in. Uh, Fixing some sheetrock that's coming loose and a lot of different issues it's got. And so we, we're going we're gonna to repair this. And when it's done, you'll be able to come in and look and, and see what's been done. But let me just say this. That's not the most important part of this building. Most important part of this building is some two by tens. If I'm, my mind don't fail me. There's two battens in the structure of this wall all the way up and all the way around. You don't see them, but they're there. When they said these trusses are 68 and a half feet long, when they hooked the, when they hooked the lift to, this crane to them, they, they would just flap like big old huge wings in the air. They were so long. Key was when these when they set them trusses down on these load bearing walls, there better be something underneath it. Well them things is gonna come tumbling down. Not only did they put all the shingles, but then they went sheeting, then they put all the shingles and sheeting and all the stuff 
that, that these walls support, you don't see them, but they're there. I love this. All through this church, we move forward in faith. We've got to have them cedars. You don't see them. They never get the spotlight. Their name is not put on the sign. Nobody rarely ever mentions them. But they're there. They're there. Standing strong. Not making much noise. But they're there. I, I praise God. I praise God. They're the strength of Solid Rock Baptist Church. We, we rarely talk about it. But it's a Sunday school teacher that fills that place every Sunday. I don't go by the classes every week and say, Man, I thank you, thank you, thank you for being in your place. Nor do I have to go by Sunday school classes to make sure there's a teacher there. I don't have to do that either. Because they're there. And they teach every week. They teach every service. Every Sunday morning, they're in the place. They come prepared. They're like them cedars. They're like them cedars. Years and for years and for years and for years, as long as that long as I was here, been here, Miss Willie may fill the place at a piano in every service. I love this, and she's still here. Her body don't allow her to do as much as she used to, but she's still here. Oh, I, I guess man, I guess you could have had some reasons not to be here today. A lot of physical reasons she had, and we would have understood. But she's here in her pew, in her place. Just one of them cedars. I see some of these ladies that come. They got to drive themselves. Well, you better pray nothing ever happens to me. I don't know if darling ever get anywhere. <laughs> she probably going to starve to death waiting for somebody to drive her somewhere. Amen. But I'm going to tell you some of these ladies that get in her car. They come to church by themselves. And they're in a place. It'd be easy. It'd be easy for them to say, I don't do that. Cedars. Cedars. I think about some of our senior saints around here that have just stood, they've been in a place. You don't see them. They're just there. They're cedars. God, they fashion them. Notice, they grow in the most unlikely conditions. Cedars of Lebanon grew in the most extreme of weather conditions. Tires on the coast of the Mediterranean Sea. And, and not only did you have the, the, the storms and hurricanes, but you had something else. Had the snow that would come to rest on its wide branches. But not only that, 
It was 6,000 feet above sea level and becomes the highest level of vegetation can be found. Great Christians. Great Christians. Great Christians grow in very unlikely conditions. The great Christians I've known. I was listening to a preacher this week and my goodness, what a message he preached. And in a power that he preached. But then he told a story of how they was in his twenties. He come down with this crippling arthritis and literally could not walk, had to be carried to the hospital. And how many years he thought that, how God touched him. But he made this statement. He said, sometimes I had to be carried and sat on a stool in the pulpit. But he said, I didn't miss a service. That's the reason why God's using him greatly now. The pit, the lying, the accusation, the prison of Joseph came out only to, to heighten his commitment and abilities. Never once, never once, never once. He said, God, you treat me right. Not one time did Joseph ever do that. Cedars have very, very deep roots. Cedar rises to 60 or 80 feet high. Because of its height, the roots have to probe into the depths of the earth. Literally, they will reach down till they find water. It's the difference between those that are show and superficial and those that stand. One cedar has been believed to be over 3,500 years old and still standing. Cedar is that one that plays when they don't feel like it. That cedar is that one that says, I could do this, but I ain't selling out my God for it. I'm not going to sell it out. I'm not going to sell it out. My God ain't for sale. It's that one that doesn't sell out the Lord's day. It's that one that doesn't sell out a standard. It's that one that doesn't sell out. Doesn't sell out for the for the things of the world. And and don't miss this. Look at me now. It is sometimes the good things, not bad things. But regardless of where you sell God out for something good or bad, you're still selling him out. Makes no difference. Psalmist said, Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They should they be still praising thee. Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, whose heart are the ways of them. Who passing through the valley of back and make it a well, the rain also filleth the pools. I love I love this. We find that cedars cedars don't grow in mild climates. Soft air, well watered gardens, they don't grow there. They grow in midnight storms and cold winters and dry summers. And through it all, they just flourish more. I love this. 
Children of Israel was down in Egypt and, and the king that knew not Joseph or Joseph's God said, let's, let's persecute them to where they won't continue to flourish. The more they persecuted, the more they flourished. Why? Because they were cedars. They were cedars. They weren't like the willow, easily bent this way or that way. They weren't like the aspen that trembles under every storm of assault. They weren't like the bramble, sharp points only wound and sting everybody around them. Not a flourish like the palm tree, fashion like the cedar tree. Here's the key. Here's the key. They were found planted, planted in the house of God. And those that be planted, 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 I need you to get the word, those that be planted in the house of the Lord. Let me stop here and just say this. Say this. Everybody look at this way. There seems to be a movement today across our land. And I'm telling you, it's full of hell itself. That is, we don't need church. We don't need the house of God. We don't need church. We can just do it at home. We can have a home church. We can do it there. We can do it this. We can do it there. I'm going to tell you something. It ain't biblical. On this rock, I'll build my church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Those that be planted in the house of God shall flourish in the courts of our God. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But he delights in the law of the Lord, and his law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth his fruit in his seasons. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Don't miss his. Don't miss his. You're never going to be a palm tree or a cedar tree if you're always pulling them up, unrooting them, and moving somewhere and trying to plant down again. Never will. Never will. Never will. Got to get somewhere and get planted. You got to get somewhere and get planted. 1992, I took the church. And my heart is going to take the church for one year. Man, has that been a long year. <laughs> long year. Took it for one year. Year come up. I said, well, I'll give it a try for another. But I remember one year in pastor school. So I was listening to the man of God preach. He started talking about this. He said, you'll never, you'll never, you will never see God do anything till you go to stay. Well, he was a saying, you've got to get planted. If you ever When that pastor school that day, I purposed in my heart, okay, God, you put me there, and I'll be there till you tell me to be somewhere else. I want you to look up here at me this way. I truly believe this with every fiber of my being. I believe if God ever moves me, I won't have to go to 5011 churches and hop here and hop there trying to hunt something that meets my flavor. I do that at grocery stores. I believe if God ever moves me, I'll know exactly where I need to be.
I believe it's God enough to tell me I need to be over here. And you know what? If that's the case, if that ever happens, don't get your hopes up. I don't think you ever will. But if it ever does, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to obey Him. When I know for certain He wants me to be in a certain place. But I'm going to tell you this much. He'll have to tell me that. Had no problem telling me to be here. None whatsoever. I never guessed. I never questioned. I knew where He wanted me to be. You've got to get planted. Many of you will never do anything for God because you can't get planted. You've got to get planted. Put your roots deep. Get these kids in Sunday school. Get these kids in Patch Club on Wednesday night. We're not, we're not doing this just... We're not having Patch Club here ahead, Roar. We're doing Patch Club to reach these young kids while before the heart gets so hard and they get stubborn and rebellious and mean on the junkyard dog. That's what we're trying to do. Now, I know we can't do it. God's got to do it. But that's what we're trying to do. But you know what? You can't do that if they're not here. You can't do that. I love this right now. They're putting, they're making the armor. We made, we made shoes all week out of cardboard. All week long. Gospel shoes. We got some milk jugs. We're going to make some, we're going to make a helmet of salvation. Stick on their head. You know, you know what we're trying to teach? We're trying to teach them now. Hey, there's an armor you put on. Some of you never even knew there was such a thing, but there is. But you found planted in the house of God. And let me just say this. If you plant yourself in the house of God, don't miss this. Satan's going to send some storms. He's going to send some wind. He's going to send some rain. Some of you, boy, I was thinking about a precious, precious God. And I'm not going to mention any name, but they, they believe God wants them to do something. Boy, you know what I've done? When they, when they call me, I fall on my face. I said, now, dear God, would you please help them? Would you strengthen them? Because the devil's going to come. He's going to, he's, he's going to beat them to death as he can because they want to do something for God. They want to do something to make a difference. Well, don't miss this. You've got to get planted. If you ever do anything for God, if you're a tree planted, you've got to, you got to get them roots deep. You don't, you don't get roots 100 feet in the ground by jerking the tree up and sticking it somewhere every other ever time the moon changes and every time you get sideways over something. You don't, you don't get them roots deep in the ground jerking the trees up. And I want to just, can I help you? Would you please help? Would you please listen? Let me help you. We don't know what we do when we jerk these youngins up. When they start growing. And all of a sudden, the roots start getting down in the ground. And, Lord John, that's just now noticed you're here. Good to see you. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't get that. You don't get that. You don't get that. Because you get sideways, you shut them up. Say, we're going to go somewhere else. I got my feelings hurt. We're going to go somewhere else. You don't understand. You just have to check the roots of that little boy and that little girl. And they may, and they may go somewhere else, but they may not take root nowhere else. I'll tell you this much. You take us to the bank. You stunt their spiritual growth. One year, my dad could grow anything. Eddie and Marvin both can testify. That man could grow anything. He went to Florida. 
He liked this flyer bush. He dug that thing up in Florida, brought it up here. And he dug a big old hole. He said, I'm going to plant this thing and see if I can get it to grow. And I remember him saying something. He said, but now he'll not grow as big here as it would in Florida. I said, why? He said, because. He said, he said it, it's not going to have the time. He said, I've, I've uprooted it. I've uprooted it. He said, if I can just get it to live, that's all I want to do. Well, this thing, uh, that's what we do because a little bit of adversity comes. Somebody hurt my feelings or I don't like this and I don't like that. We go all sideways. We just jerk these little trees up without any kind of regard to their future. And then when they get teenagers and they're meaner and how, then you say, oh, they've been a lot my child. I didn't jerk them up. You jerked them up. You got to plan them. I plant them. All my grandchildren planted because they're going to have to make some decisions. All you young people look up here just a little bit. I, I've been thinking about this. Good place to put it in. I want my grandkids and my kids are adults now. They're too hard headed to teach much of anything. Adult children. They're adults that make their own decisions now. But grandkids. I want my grandkids to be so rooted and grounded that they'll not make choices out of bounds. You say, make choices out of bounds. I don't care what you play in life or the game of life. You don't get to play if you play out of bounds. That that boy right back yonder. Now that young man right now. I want him to learn to make choices that when mama says something, yes ma'am. Yes ma'am. I don't want him stepping out of bounds mistreating her. I, I want that little girl right over there. Little girl right over, right over there. I love dearly. I want her rooted. So when she's going to make choices of listening to dad or not, I want to listen to dad. Even when it don't make sense to her. Do you understand what I mean is? There's no teenager, no matter what you say, it makes sense to them. Nothing. What? What? I, I, I want some moms and dads that'll stop letting the 10, 11, and 12, and 13, and 14 year olds make the decisions in their house. I'm going to realize hey, I'm dad, and, and you're going to be in the house of God. I want to know where you're at. Planted. I'm planting something. I'm planting something. We're planting something. We invested a lot of money and a lot of effort and a lot of work out here in this bus ministry. Not just to have a bus ministry. We're doing that to plant something in the heart of these kids. But you don't get that if you're not planted. 
You're always quitting. By the way, you know what you got to do to quit? Absolutely nothing. Take some work. Stay planted. I want to give you a story and I'm done. It's called the daffodil principle. This dear lady, her daughter would call her and say, Mom, you've just got to come and see the daffodils. And she kept on to She said, Okay, next Tuesday I'm going to come. But when she got there, it's cloudy, foggy, couldn't see nothing. She hugged her children, her child, and her daughter and her grandchildren. She said, Just forget them daffodils. And I said, Bless God, you ain't going to be able to see nothing. She said, Well, I, I was hoping you'd be able to take me to get my car. I'll drive. We drive in this all the time. So. So she started driving. She said, well, how far is this garage? She said, oh, I ain't too far. It's, it's by the way of the daffodils. And mother got very upset. She said, just turn around and take me back. She said, oh, no, Mom. I promise you, you'll never forgive yourself if you miss the daffodil. So they saw a little small church and hand-lettered sign said, the daffodil garden. So they got up and they walked up. And when they turned the corner... The lady just gasped. And before her lay the most glorious sight. Five acres of flowers. Flowers had been planted in swirling patterns of orange and lemon yellow and salmon pink and purple and white. Just just five acres. And this dear woman said, I've never seen anything like this. She said, who? She said, who did? And, and the daughter spoke and said, one woman. Just one woman. She lives on the property. So they go to her house and walk up on the porch and there's a big old sign there. It says, answers to your questions. Question number one, how many flowers are out there? 50,000 bulbs. Second answer, how'd you do it? One at a time, by one woman, two hands, two feet, and a very little brain. Third answer, beginning 1958. This woman had been doing it for over 40 years. The lady stopped. She said, if only I could accomplish something and, and spent the last 40 years doing something like that. Her granddaughter summed it up and said, Well, Grandma, start today. Church member, I really haven't been like the palm tree planted. Okay, start today. Preacher, I really haven't been one of them cedars, trees that you could count on. Start today. I've really not never been planted, settled. I'm just going to be very transparent now. I don't know how some of you make it through the week. I really don't. You say, why? Oh, I need everything God's got this morning. But then I'm going to need everything God's got tonight. Then my Wednesday, I'm going to need God so bad, I need everything God's got 
Wednesday night. If I can get in on a meeting, I'm going to go and get everything I possibly can. I got to get everything anywhere, any place, any any time I can. I, I don't know how some of you make it. I just one service on Sunday morning. I'm glad you're here. But I've never really been planted. Won't you get planted? Won't you start today? Won't you start today? If you're here this morning lost, today's the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. Let's all stand to our feet.